0: Today, we're going to slow things down and get a little bit personal. I want to talk about how you can figure out when it makes sense to be in a period of push, pushing towards your goals, or a period of patience and not really pushing towards any particular goal or a particular goal. And I want to, forgive me, I think I'm getting a little bit of a cold, so um, forgive me if I sound a little bit froggy today, but the reason I'm doing this episode is because as of when I'm recording this, I recently sent out an email to my VIP list, which is totally free. You can get on it right on the homepage of primalpotential.com. And in this email, I shared mm, quite a few details about my personal life, and I don't think I've ever shared any of my VIP emails here on the podcast. But what I want to do today is actually go deeper into that email because the response has been incredible. The response to that email, um, a lot of comments, a lot of questions. And I think that the the best way for me to really learn from you guys is to use those emails as, as information for me on what you need maybe more of a deep dive into or where you are struggling or where you have fears or concerns and, and in doing a podcast about it, um, I know that if 700 or so people emailed me, which has been in the case in the last 24, less than that, hours or so, that many, many more people have the same questions or concerns or confusion uh, than those who, who sent the email. So I think that that's what we're going to do today. Um, I have sent out some emails recently and written some blogs about changes in my own life, specifically that I recently moved just a few days ago. And this email that I'm referring to was basically to explain the move and to share with them the next chapter of my life. And so instead of giving a ton of backstory here, I'm going to read part of the email and then I'm going to pause and go deeper into the ideas and the concepts where I got the most questions or comments or feedback, Um, and then I'll go into the next section of the email because I want to primarily differentiate between having patience and avoiding your goals or making excuses and also knowing how and when to push in a particular area. So let me just... Jump right into this email. It says, Hey there, this email makes me kind of nervous and I am emotional. It's not easy to share so much of my personal life with you, but you know what? If it helps just one of you, it is so worth it. And we're on this journey together and I want to share it all with you. I am not the kind of girl who will ever just share the rosy parts of life or fat loss because it's not all rosy. Much of it is Hard as hell, but it's also worth it. It's always a gift. So here we go. I believe strongly that in life, there are periods of push and periods of patience. We can't be full throttle in every area of life all the time. Periods of patience happen when other areas of our life take more of our time and energy, so we dial back goal pursuit for a time. For me personally, 2016 was undoubtedly a push year for my business. I had my first ever in-person event, Ascend, that took months and months and hundreds of hours of planning. I created two new levels of the Fat Loss Fast Track. I opened up the Primal Potential Masters Club. I built a new podcast. Undoubtedly, it was a push year. And it was also, 2016, a push year for my mindset and for my personal development. I moved back to New England in 2016 after nearly 16 years away, and I was going through a lot, divorce just being one of many, many things. I had some personal pain going on, and I was forced on pretty much a daily basis to practice mindfulness and fight for my own strength while grappling with a lot of very significant and overwhelming disappointments and confusions. Um, So it was a push year for my mindset. It was a patience year for my body. Through the first part of the year, maybe probably more than that, I didn't feel well. I was exhausted. I wasn't sleeping hardly at all. Um, I had unexplained bruises all over my body. Uh, no doubt that had an impact on my workouts. It, it was it was kind of scary. I would um, I remember playing volleyball uh, in the yard with my sister, just like peppering back and forth softball and walking away with bruises all over my forearms within a matter of minutes. I would go to the gym and lift and I would be left with these huge bruises on my arms and my legs. Um, Then I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, and I really had to focus on not fat loss, but finding ways to heal my thyroid and to reduce systemic inflammation. Um, I I was looking at food allergies and what was going on. For several months, I had no feeling at all in about 70% of my legs. And that was scary. Um, So for the majority of the year, I kind of felt like my body wasn't my own, and it just was not, clearly, the time to push for fat loss. It was the time to kind of be gentle with myself and be okay with a season of patience and... Let me be clear that this period of patience wasn't, oh, screw it, I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat, and I don't know what's going on with my body, so I feel sorry for myself, and it's time for cookies and cupcakes. No, not at all. It was about being gentle, taking great care of myself, but not for the end goal of fat loss. Even though that's what I wanted, it wasn't the time for that, right? That's the seasonality of life, and it doesn't have anything to do with who I am or what I'm capable of. Realizing that patience is okay, and that I'm not a failure, and that it wasn't a waste of a year, that's something I'm proud of. That represents real growth for me, because most of my life, I would have seen not pursuing fat loss and not achieving fat loss, even putting on some weight, as a massive, massive, massive failure. And I would have been beating myself up and, oh my gosh, this is so terrible. And I would have actually made things worse for myself with all of the judgment and and just feeling like a failure. I'm not a failure, right? I'm really proud of myself for the way that I handled 2016. I'm not disappointed and I'm not looking for pity. It was an amazing year. It was hard as hell, but it was incredibly valuable. And now I am ready, like really, really ready. And I am declaring a year of push for my body. I am excited beyond belief about it. I am ready to go full throttle on my physical transformation goals, fat loss, strength, fitness. And I know that entering this period of push will be not only great for my body, but also for my mindset, for my personal development, for my business, right, for for everybody that I work with. And one of the things I talk about in this email, and this deserves a, a dive in and of itself, but but we're going to save it for another day, is that it's a really weird thing to lose over 100 pounds because on the one hand, I feel very much like I've come so far. And because of that, it's easy to become complacent when you've had that sort of progress or success or transformation. It's easy to justify not pushing, not reaching my full potential, not pursuing my full potential because, well, I'm in such a better place than I was. And that is the trap of better that I work with my Fat Loss Fast Track clients on. So we go really deep into that idea of when are you holding yourself back because it's so much better than what you used to do, right? That's a very real thing. But here's my personal perspective. Where I was, where I came from, it doesn't matter. I care about where I can go from here and I know that I haven't even scratched the surface of my physical potential, my body transformation, my fat loss. I haven't even scratched the surface. But this year I will. And I'm going to be sharing the entire detail, the entire journey with you in detail. And y- I, I have made some big changes in my life to, to make that happen, and, I, and this is where I want to pause and talk about this idea of push versus patience. Unfortunately, I think many of us hold ourselves to a standard that we should always be in a period of push in every aspect of our lives, and if we aren't in a period of push, we're doing it wrong, we're letting ourselves down, or we've dropped the ball, guys, that's crazy, and it's really unproductive. It creates a lot more drama and negativity than there needs to be in your life. Let's think about it in some other areas for a second, and let's look at it at the micro level. Let's dial back and look at just one small example. Let's say you're running a marathon, 26.2 miles. If you start out like it's a sprint, full throttle, what happens? Your pace isn't right for the duration. So you wear yourself out. You make it harder than it needs to be. You cut off your nose to spite your face and you make the race harder than it should be. You know you can't do that. And life is the same way. It's not a sprint. You can't be full throttle all the time. Your pace has to be appropriate for the journey. Think about it in terms of your job. Maybe you have a big deadline coming up. So you're working nights and weekends. You're coming in early and you're taking work home. Your pace is appropriate for the duration because the project has an endpoint. You have to get to that endpoint. But if that's your pace all the time, what happens? You're going to burn out. You're going to miss things. You're going to get frustrated. The quality of your work will likely suffer because you just can't perform at that level all the time. We know that. And life is the same way. Your pace must be appropriate for the duration. And the thing that we often forget is that our physical goals, fat loss, fitness, improved body composition, or whatever else, it's not the only thing happening in your life. It's not the only thing happening in your life. But for so often, I felt like it was the thing, and if I wasn't always, always, always pushing and pursuing that I was letting myself down. No, no. And it's not either we push and pursue or we run in the direction. I, I did a podcast on that recently about how those aren't your only two options. Either you're in strict pursuit of your goals or you're like shoving cookies in your face. No, it's okay to just be patient and say, let me just, let me just stay here, take great care of myself, but focus on other things. When I was getting out of debt, That was the most important push project in my life, and I knew that. Now, I still had a job. I had to go to work. I was married. All of those things still existed, but I wasn't in strict pursuit of a goal in my job or with my marriage or whatever. That doesn't mean I didn't try. It doesn't mean I didn't care. It just means that I understood where I was pushing for progress and where I was just okay being patient, and I think that's the key. That's the difference between accepting a period of patience, and then throwing in the towel and giving up on yourself. They're two different things. And let's use the example of food and fat loss for the sake of clarity here. A period of patience doesn't mean you're eating whatever you want and moving further away from your goals. It just means you aren't actively creating progress. That's not your daily goal. That's not your daily aim or objective. Patience isn't avoidance, and it isn't surrender. It's maintenance of sorts. It's taking a breath. And allowing yourself to pursue other areas of progress. Another way that I've explained this to my clients before and, and probably here on the podcast is with this, uh, you know, that carnival game, you have the water gun and you're aiming at the target. And when the stream of water is right on the target, the little balloon over the target rises. And if you're not on the center of the target, then the balloon falls. But if you're bouncing back and forth between five targets, then the balloons are never going to reach the top over any of the targets. But that's how most of us go through life. And subsequently, we're really frustrated because we're always standing behind that water gun of hope and desire for change, and we're furiously, we're trying hard, we're furiously switching between targets, and we're getting pissed off at ourselves and our circumstances because the balloons aren't rising. But when you can say, hey, that's just not the balloon I'm trying to raise right now, and be okay with it, not see it as a failure, not see yourself as a failure, That's what I'm trying to really encourage here. And I know that begs the question, how do you know if you should push or what you should push towards? Let me ask you this. What do you want most right now? What, if you achieved it, would make the biggest difference in the quality of your entire life? Seriously, think about that one. What, if you achieved it, would make the biggest difference in the quality of your entire life or in how you would feel about yourself? What, if you achieved it, would have the widest impact? For me, like I said in my email, I know for sure that making 2017 a real push year for my physical body will have a very wide impact. It will improve my mental health, my relationships, my business, everything. Everything so that focus has the broadest impact for me right now that wasn't the case in 2016 in 2016 it really needed to be my business and mindset because of where i was in life and what i was struggling with and what was happening with my body what was happening in my personal life be willing to ask yourself what do i need what's going to make the biggest difference here i know that making it a push year for my body is going to improve my confidence my energy my health That's great for me, it's great for my relationships, it's also great for my business. I know that sharing this process, everything from my insecurities, my fears, my self-talk, how I push through moments of doubt or laziness, plus sharing the details of my workouts, of what I eat, that's going to help my clients, that's going to help my listeners, it's also going to help me. Sharing all of that's going to keep me accountable, it's going to keep me excited, it's going to keep me engaged, and it's also going to push me outside of my comfort zone, which is where the growth is. That's why it's so clear to me that right now is the right time for a real period of push for my body, for my fat loss, for my physical transformation. So before we go on to the next section of the email, I just want to review the three takeaways here. Number one, progress is seasonal. You aren't lazy, you aren't a failure just because you aren't actively pursuing progress all the time. But the second part is that Patience isn't surrender. There is a difference between holding yourself back with choices that take you further from your goals and simply not investing in pursuit. And then the third thing is you got to know what to push towards. Ask yourself what matters most and what has the potential to improve your life the most right now, right? Now, there's a second concept in the email that I want to dive into today, and that is about leveling up. Raising your average. I want to read that part of the email and then dive into it a little bit more deeply and address some of the questions and comments and feedback that came from that part of the email. So here's what I wrote. I really believe that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. And reflecting on that showed me that I needed to change my environment. For the last few years, the people closest to me have kind of teased me about how hard I work and how disciplined I am. I get it. There's no problem there. But I want to be in an environment where the people around me level me up. They work harder on themselves and their bodies than I do. Now, let me just kind of add something in there. That's because I'm in a period of push with my body, right? In general, I don't feel the need to be around people that are like hardcore athletes or anything, but because 2017 is a real push year for my physical transformation, I want to raise my average in that way, in that arena, right? I want to be around people that have better attitudes than me, that have more motivation than me. They raise my average, and I also really believe that if I want to get out of my comfort zone in my body, which, you know, not being in a year, a a push year in 2016 for my body, I am in a comfort zone right now. Like, I know how to eat well and move enough to kind of maintain, right? Now, I don't want that anymore. So to get out of my comfort zone with my body, with my choices, I want to get out of my comfort zone in my life. So I started brainstorming about what scares me and what kinds of people might level me up. I asked myself this question, if it could be possible to train with some of the fittest, most motivated people in the world, what would that look like? Kind of like if you wanted to be an NFL player, and you thought, oh man, what if I could go practice with the Patriots every day? Well, that probably would not be possible. But in my life right now, being that I, I have the flexibility with my job and with my personal situation post-divorce that I that I can move, it is possible for me right now in this season of life with these goals, right? Now, I had to do a lot of work to make it happen and logistically and, and financially and, and some, you know, begging and different things like that. This might be the only time in my life when that is possible, and that's damn excited. So I asked myself, if I could train with some of the fittest, most motivated people in the world, what would that look like? And then I did the work to make it happen, even though it scares the heck out of me. So what I said in the email is this, and then I'll I'll go into a little more detail. I said, well, I've made it happen. I moved to train at the gym of one of the world's elite CrossFit coaches. This is where some of the fittest people in the world train every day. I'm not kidding. I said, I'm thrilled, I'm terrified, and I feel intimidated but ready. Walking into this gym and seeing dozens of banners hanging from the ceiling displaying the world's best athletes because they train there, um, it's intense. So lots of questions obviously came from there. The first one being like, where did you go? Uh, did you have to move really far away from your family? And, and fortunately, I didn't have to move too far from my family because that was one of the big moves I made was to be closer to them. Uh, I am still in New England. And, um, you know, without, without giving too many specifics, though, I'm sure you can figure it out for yourself if you're so interested, I'm training at the gym where the female CrossFit Games winner from the past couple of years, where she trains, I've been a huge fan of hers, and I, 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 she inspires me, she motivates me, and that was a big part of my goal, was to be around people, because it just so happens to be possible. Like, I can't train where Serena Williams trains, you know, that's not an option, um, but in this case, it was. And I I have followed her for a long time. I think she's amazing. Her coach owns the gym. And I have also been following him for quite some time. I went to one of his seminars about a year ago, maybe a little less than that. Um, these people are amazing role models and motivators for me. Probably not for everybody, but for me. And so I, I reached out and... um I said, this is who I am, this is what I want, this is why I want it, this is what I want to do, I'll do anything to make it happen, Um, and then I made it happen. Some people ask, did I have to move in order to make 2017 a push year for my body? Absolutely no, I did not. If this was my desire, I could have done it from anywhere, from where I was living from before, from the moon. But I happen to be in a season of my life where I have the flexibility to pick up and move. Um... Because of my life circumstances. And so I want to take advantage of that because I would imagine if I had a crystal ball that I won't always have that kind of flexibility, um, whether, you know, I, I'm in another relationship or I have children at some point. So I'm in a really unique position that I want to capitalize on. The other thing is I am really, really shy. And when I moved, and I know this is true for many people, when I moved, I I didn't really create an environment of people that would encourage or inspire me because I don't really engage with too many people. And so I want to grow. I want to, I, I basically said like, what would intimidate and scare me the most? And then how do I make that happen? And that's what I made happen because I want to push myself. I want to crush my comfort zone, because I want to see how far I can go. And the idea that I will be able to train in the same facility every single day with some of the most elite athletes in the world and one of the best coaches in the world, that terrifies me. But I also know that this is part of how I will find and create my true potential, not just get to a place that's better than where I was. I have an obsession with seeing how far I can go, and I am so excited about it. You know, a lot of you kind of doubt that I'm shy because I, you know, share so much and I, you know, interact with people fairly well. I'm an extroverted introvert. But, ju- you know, just to give a, a micro example, when I lived in North Carolina and I worked out with a trainer, it was the the owner of the CrossFit gym down there, We worked together one-on-one when the gym was closed and I refused to take classes primarily because I'm shy, right? When I drove to this particular gym that I moved for to see if they would let me in, I wanted to call and just have a conversation, but I felt like it would be more powerful and I'd have a higher chance of success if... I walked in and said who I am and what I'm trying to do and what I want to share with my audience and how I want to share it with you guys and all of this other stuff. And, I, and when I got to the parking lot, I almost talked myself out of going in because I felt intimidated and I felt like I didn't belong and I was uncomfortable and I was scared and I forced myself to go in. Even the other day when I first moved here, after I got my, my car unloaded, the first place I drove was to the gym and I sat in my car for 10 minutes. Giving myself a pep talk to walk into this place that intimidates the living heck out of me. As I record this, it's uh, less than three hours until my workout there, and I already feel like I'm talking myself up for like, you can do this. This is this is the next level for you. This is part of your journey. This is how you grow. That fear and discomfort—that's the signal that if you push through it, there's growth on the other side. Um, so that's a big part of why I moved. Did I have to? No. Could I? Make it a push year anywhere? Absolutely. A lot of people um, said, you know, well, what if you can't make some big change in your life? You don't have to. You don't have to. You can still wake up every day, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what your goal is, no matter how much money you have, no matter how much time you have, and say, what can I do to find my potential today? What can I do to stretch myself, to push myself, to step outside my comfort zone? What can I do today to pursue a goal in a significant way, in a way that is significant for me? You can do that from anywhere. Another thing that came up was this notion of, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And some people were like, well, I can't change that. That's okay. I think that a big part of my average, so to speak, the average of the five people I spend the most time with, that comes from the books I read and the, you know, if I listen to podcasts, the podcast, I'm not much of a podcast listener, so I would say primarily the books I read, but, you know, the reason I created the Primal Potential Masters Club was because I knew that many of my clients had a real desire and need to raise their own average, and also I did too, and I wanted to create an environment for that. So you can do it online. You can do it by reading books. You can do it by listening to podcasts. I have no doubt. So many people emailed and said, you know, I want you to be part of my average. I can be through the Daily Motivations podcast, through this podcast, through my emails, through my blogs, through social media. The great thing about technology, guys, is You can pick somebody dead to be somebody that raises your average. Like if Ben Franklin inspires you, read everything that was ever written about him. Like surround yourself with that. You have so much control over that average of the five people you spend the most time with between all of the books and the articles and the podcasts and everything. Like you have so much control here. All right, the final part of the email was about what this big change in my life means for you. And I said, I will, of course, continue Primal Potential as it has been, but I will be adding to the blog daily details on my journey. I want to be doing a lot of video um, in addition to daily Monday through Friday posts about my workouts, what I eat, uh, and that will be on the blog within the next couple of days. I want to share every detail of this push and transformation with you. And I told them, I said, I I am determined to reach my potential, to create my potential. And I I have this on a mug. It's something I've shared with my Fat Loss Fast Track clients months ago. I'm wildly curious about my potential and fiercely determined to create it. My workouts will primarily be Monday through Friday. um, And my goal, when I am not traveling, will be an open gym style workout over the weekend. So I'll be sharing those details uh, of the workouts over on the blog, as well as what I am eating my intention is to create videos, ultimately daily video summaries. I do want to get used to the gym first before I whip out my camera, like, and I, I just want to like develop some relationships there, get comfortable myself before I'm like, hey, I'm going to video this workout. Um, because of the caliber of the athletes there, there's a lot of um, video that happens in there, so I'm comfortable with that. But I just want to find my footing first before I'm like, hey, will you hold my phone and video this? Um, So so be a little bit patient on that. And I'm also looking for an amateur videographer to do some documentary style work for me. Um, But because I just moved here a couple days ago, I haven't yet begun that search in this area. Um, So that's what it means for you guys. I want to wrap up uh, and address something that that I think is important to address and also makes me a little bit uncomfortable because I never want to offend anybody uh, and I never want to single anybody out. Like I said, in less than 24 hours, I've received over 700 emails in response to that email. So thank you for all the love and for the support. It was so overwhelming. Um, only one of the emails so far has been negative. But here's what I know. If one person feels strongly enough to email it, there 's more people that are sending that are thinking it but not sending it. Um, so I want to address it. I want to just take these things head on because I think they're important learning moments for me and also for everybody who who is following my journey i 'm um, grateful for her candid feedback, even though it 's always hard to hear so Essentially, she, she unsubscribed, um, so I don't think she'll hear this, even though I wish she would because I think it's a misunderstanding, but that's okay. We're all entitled to our perspective. She said that she feels that I am transitioning towards very restrictive behavior. First and foremost, I totally disagree. I respect her perspective, um, but she gave a few examples. One being the fasting episode 300, where I talked about an attempt at an extended fast that I'll be doing in March. I won't be doing my CrossFit workouts during that time. In fact, I won't even be near the gym. I'm going to be flying to North Carolina um, and staying with my girlfriend Ella while we do that. Um, And then she also referenced somewhere, I guess I said that after a Bikram yoga class, I ate a whole thing of celery. I don't know what's restrictive about that. It's not like I said I took hot yoga for days and then all I ate was celery. Like, I think it was a snack. And I completely stand behind <laughs> eating a whole thing of celery. Like, is that weird? Um, <laughs> maybe it is. I also don't think it's restrictive. Certainly wasn't the only thing I ate that day. I'm not trying to dismiss the concerns. If anybody feels that way and says it, I know there are more people that think it. Um, so I want to, I, let me just talk more broadly first. I Represent primal potential. I, I, in a lot of ways, am primal potential. We are primal potential. And I want to be very, very clear about what I stand for, what primal potential stands for. And I, and I try to really hammer these points home, but I think sometimes some people miss them. And so it's a great opportunity for me to revisit. Number one, do what represents an improvement for you. Do what represents an improvement for you. I I mean, I've shared that when I started, you know, this forever fat loss thing, it was just about cutting back my morning Chick-fil-A order, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I don't ever want somebody to say that here I am as this standard, like, I'm far along in my journey. And so the choices I make aren't the choices I was making when I was 350 pounds. I was gradually making an improvement for me. So, So that's number one. Number two. Primal Potential and me, Elizabeth Benton, we stand for listening to your body. I tell people this all the time. Your body has all the answers, right? Your body is going to give you feedback based on your energy, based on your hunger, based on your cravings, based on your fat loss, based on your performance and your workouts. Look to yourself for the answers first and foremost. I am not here saying this is the way you should do it other than do what represents an improvement for you and listen to your body. The third thing that I stand strongly for, that Primal Potential stands strongly for, is keeping your eyes on your own work. Because it would be easy for people to say, oh, I can't eat the way you eat, Elizabeth, or I don't want to eat the way you eat. You don't have to. When you are focused on doing what represents an improvement for you and listening to your body, your eyes are on your own work. This is not comparative. You know, when I post my workouts, oftentimes I don't, and I think this will continue, I don't share the weight that I lift because I know that would be a distraction for a lot of people and a discouragement for a lot of people. I'll be the first one to say I'm really strong, not just for a girl, like for a human. I'm really strong. I've always been strong. It's not comparative to what you can lift. If somebody can lift more, more than me, I don't think that's a reflection on me at all. It's they're on their journey, I'm on mine. If you can't lift what I can lift or if you think what I lift is peanuts, it's not relevant. It doesn't really matter, right? You don't have to eat like I eat. You don't have to work out like I work out. If you hate CrossFit, like it doesn't matter. Part of keeping your eyes on your own work is about respect and non-judgment. I think it's easy but dangerous. To take a few data points, like I ate a whole thing of celery, like I'm going to attempt an extended fast for very specific healing reasons and also to get in touch with my hunger and say, oh, you're in a dangerous place and I'm worried about you and you have become restrictive. Who are we to judge without walking in somebody's shoes like I think that it's a very slippery slope in all aspects of life to say well you said this and you did this so you must be this not only is that probably very wrong it's also from my perspective not our job I know because I share so many details about my life that a lot of people think that they they know everything but we just don't we don't know everything about anybody other than ourselves and so I think that when we focus on these tenets that I stand for, that primal potential stands for, do what represents an improvement for you, listen to your body for your answers and keep your eyes on your own work with respect for everybody else and without judgment of anybody else, you will find your way towards your goals. You will, right? To those who think that I've crossed some line into restriction, Number one, I haven't. I believe very much in balance and enjoying food. I love to eat. I always will. I also think it's critically important to listen to my body, especially given all the struggles I went through in 2016 that really reinforced that lesson of, hey, I might think this such and such is a good idea for me, like the example of the five-day fast I'll be doing with Ella. I said this on the episode, episode 300. If on day two, my body is saying, no, Elizabeth, mm -mm, you you can't focus, you feel sick, I will eat. Because my rule is always listen to my body, right? I don't want to restrict myself in food, in love, in fitness, in any, like, I want to experience the full spectrum of life. So for anybody that's worried about me, please don't be, um... And, and, and maybe that's not the best use of your energy either way, even if there was something to worry about, which there's not, but I just want to reinforce those tenets. No matter where you are in any area of your life, do what represents an improvement for you, listen to your body for what works and what doesn't, and keep your eyes on your own work. I love you guys, I am so grateful for you. I know this was a different kind of episode, I really hope you enjoyed it and I'll chat with you soon. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas, every week right to your inbox, Just text the word primal to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there, ladies.